Here's a Lotus's Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 30th of May 2021. The time is 10.44, and it is Sunday. Now today we are going to be taking up a new book. It's called Love for Imperfect Things, How to Accept Yourself in a World Striving for Perfection. So, without further ado, let's just start reading out loud and start brainstorming over this book. So, we do not have to change anything. This is fine, that way it is. So, don't be too good. Were you one of those children who were praised for being good? Did you then try hard to be good by always agreeing with parents? teachers or older relatives. Even if sometimes it was hard, you learned not to complain and bore it quietly. And now that you're an adult, do you still feel a responsibility to please other people? Do you constantly make an effort not to disturb or be a burden on others? But when there's someone who makes things difficult for you, you try just to ignore it or put up with it, because it is not in your nature to do or say something that can potentially hurt someone or make someone feel uncomfortable. I've met many good people who suffer from depression, panic attacks and other emotional disorders due to difficult human relationships. Such people tend to be gentle, well-mannered and solicitous of others. They are the kind of self-sacrificing person who will habitually put other people's wishes before their own. Why, I wonder, do such good people often fall victim to mental and emotional suffering? I too was introverted and meek as a child, and so was often praised for being good. A good son who wouldn't give his parents any trouble, a good student who listened to his teachers. All this taught me was that it was good to be good. But when I went to graduate school, I began to feel that there might be a problem with only being good. In group work with students who were smarter than than I was, with stronger personalities, I found that the task everyone wanted uh, to avoid uh, somehow always fell back to me. I kept telling myself that it was good to do good. But as time went by, it started causing me quite a bit of stress. When I opened my heart and spoke honestly to an older friend who was in the same program, he gave me the following advice. Be good to yourself first, then to others. It was like being struck by lightning. Up until then, I had only ever worried about what other people thought of me. I had never once thought probably uh, probably about uh, caring for myself or loving myself. When we say that someone is good, we often mean that the person complies with the will of others and isn't self-assertive. In other words, people who are good at suppressing their own desires in defense to another's are the ones who frequently be called good. If someone always listens to me and follows my advice, naturally I like that person and think of him or her as a good person. It seems that good sometimes refers to a person who thinks too much of others to be able to express his or her own will. Will it 
While it is not always the case, there is a particular pattern that can be seen in our relationship with whoever raises us as a child. Many who are self-effacing effacing is in this way grew up with a dominant father or strong-willed mother, or as a middle sibling who received re- relatively little attention from the parents, given rise to a strong desire to win the parents' recognition by obeying them in all the things. In certain cases, when the parents' own relationship is not good, or the family dynamic is awkward in some way, there are always those who take it upon themselves to make their parents happy by being good. But the problem is that by living in accordance with the demands of others, we unwillingly neglect our own desires and needs. If a child, if as a child you were indifferent to your own feelings, minimizing them or not considering them important, as an adult you will not be able to tell what it is you yourself want to do or who you are as a person. And then when you encounter someone who treats you unfairly or makes things difficult for you, since you do not know how to properly express your own feelings, the anger that ought to be directed towards its instigator is trapped inside you and ends up attacking you instead. Why am I such an idiot that I can't express my feelings properly, can't even speak up honestly? Above all, please remember this. What you are feeling is not something that should just be ignored, but something very significant. The feelings inside you will not easily disappear just because you decide to suppress or ignore them. Many psychological problems come about when repression becomes a habit and the energy of those suppressed emotions is unable to find a healthy outlet. Just as stagnant water becomes fetal or toxic, so is it with our emotions. But it's not too late. From now on, before going along with what others wish you to do, please listen to the voice inside you, telling you what you truly want. Even when you feel yourself buffeted by constant demands, if you really do not want to do something, don't try to push through with it, exhausting yourself to the point that you are no longer able to cope Instead, try to make others understand what you are feeling by expressing it in words. Don't worry that expressing yourself will cause the other person to dislike you and the relationship to become stained. If the other person knew how you really felt, she probably wouldn't have made such demands of you. Even when everyone says, let's all have coffee, if you want a chai latte, it's okay to speak up and say, I'd like a chai latte instead. We consider it good to be good to others, but don't forget that you have a responsibility to be good to yourself first. Learn to express what you are feeling without agnosiating over it. It is a life skill every bit as important as learning how to read. Without it, dissatisfactions build up Arguments break out and relationships can blow up like volcanoes. 
Does it make you feel frustrated to be the only one to, uh, doing the work? If so, don't just swallow the feeling, speak up. It's difficult for me to do it on my own. Could you please help me out? Little by little expressing your feelings will become easier. When someone asks for a favor, don't forget that you have the option to say, I'm terribly sorry, but I can't do that. You have no obligations to take on a task that will be a great burden on you. And if the relationship grows stained because you do not do the favor, it was never a good relationship to begin with. Just as on a plane, you are told to put the emergency brakes mask on a child only after you have put on one yourself. There's nothing selfish about looking after yourself first. Only if you are happy will you be able to make those around you happy. <clears throat> when you care for yourself first, the world will also find you worthy of care. In the same way that when you are in love and you want to spend time with only that person, try spending time on yourself. You deserve your care and attention. Treat yourself to a delicious meal, a good book, a nice walk with a lovely view. As you would invest in the person you love, so should you invest in yourself. My dear friend, because there is some part of you that is imperfect or broken, it can motivate you to, do, to work hard, to overcome it, and can ultimately bring you success in life. It can also help you relate to others and become more compassionate. Do not despair over what is imperfect in yourself. Instead, look at your flaws with love. It's okay that you have flaws. How could our lives be as clean and white as a blank sheet of paper? Life naturally takes a role on our bodies, our minds and our relationships. Rather than choosing a life in which you do nothing for fear of making a mistake, Choose a life that improves through failure and pain and shout out loud to your struggling self, I love you so much. In our hearts, we all carry secrets that we cannot easily share with others. They can be about illness, money, sexuality, relationships or family. They can evoke a deep sense of inferiority, shame, anxiety, or guilt. But because of the weight of the secrets, we become more humble and understanding. Don't judge people based on how they appear, as they may have difficulties that nobody can see. Seeing on social media, or social media as I call it, social media, how your friends are enjoying themselves, have you ever felt envious? One of our common mistakes is to compare how we feel inside with how our friends appear outside. We don't know what is going on inside of our friends, but we are well aware of what is going on inside of ourselves. Your friends might be envying you based on your social media posts without knowing that it is really going on in your life. Have you ever felt a sense of inferiority because of a cousin who is doing better than you? She may be smarter than you, attend a better school, 
work at a better company. But remember that none of us can know how our lives will turn out in the end. Through school and work might be measured of success. The older you get, the less important they will be. The true winner is the one who is happy with his life. You may appear unat- unattractive. So you may appear unattractive, not because you have many unattractive qualities, but because you think you do and look so uncomfortable. Even if you have unattractive qualities, if you are confident and at ease with yourself, you won't have such a problem. Remember that the most attractive qualities is your confidence. It's okay not to be ranked first, second, or even third. Compare yourself not with others, but with the old you. Like yourself for making an honest effort. And continue to have faith in yourself. If you keep letting criticism upset you, then you will gradually wither. And in the end, you will not be able to do anything. And that is exactly what your critiques are hoping for. Do not let those who criticize you determine your destiny. Every time you hear from your critics, shout out loudly, no matter what you say, I won't give up. Let's see who is right in the end. Why should your life be destroyed by the easy criticism of those who do not know you or care about you? If you begin to believe what others say about you, they will begin to control you. Not everything that appears in your mind is true. Do not let someone else's opinion rule your life. If you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, then by all means paint, and that voice will be silent. We are worthy of being loved, not because of what we do well, but because we are precious living beings. Even if you don't, achieve the perfections the world demands. Your your existence already have value and is worthy of love. In India, Namstra is a common greeting like hello, but there is a beautiful meaning to Namstra. It means the divine being within me bows to the divine being within you. We are much greater and more sacred than we think. Don't think you are lovable only when you succeed at what the world demands. You are already worthy of love. Your existence is already enough. To my delight, several groups of Buddhists from New Zealand and Australia invited me to come and give a Dharma talk. So for the first time in my life, I got to cross the equator and flew to Auckland and Sydney. Even though it was a long way from Seoul, I was looking forward to this trip because it would also give me a chance to visit my closest graduate school friends who'd studied with me in the United States. He'd moved back to Australia after receiving his PhD and had become a professor. It had been over a decade since I'd promised to visit him. Each time I saw his Christmas card, which arrived without fail, as each year drew to a close, I would recall the promise 
that I'd so far failed to keep. Now that the opportunity had come about, I was really looking forward to seeing him again. On the other side of the equator, the weather was the opposite of what it had been in Korea. The temperature on the day of my walk was over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and I learned that in the southern hemisphere, if you want a house that gets a lot of sun, you have to choose one that faces north. Also, rivers tend to flow north rather than south, and in the night sky, the southern cross takes the Big Dipper's place. Though they, they were literally the polar opposites of the place where I was living, New Zealand and Australia didn't seem as foreign as I might expect, especially their people. Well aware of the lonely and busy lives in modern cities, I was honored to be able to offer them some words of comfort and wisdom. When the various talks were over, I headed to my friend's house. I rang the bell and he opened the door and greeted me with a big smile on his face. We reached to clapped each other's hands and embraced, like family members long separated by the Korean War. Though ten years had gone by, he looked very much the same, aside from his hair having thin slightly and his body having filled out a bit. He was as outgoing and warm-hearted as ever, and as I also knew his wife Jane from our red school days, I felt an ease in their company. After dinner we drank tea on the terrace, as the sun went down and laughed out loud at how we were already middle-aged. Our hearts were still those of students. We could not believe we had uh, become men over forty. As old friends we were unguarded and revealed our inner feelings freely. Old friends have no need to display artificial selves. You can accept them as they are and share your true self with them. He was such a friend for me. He told me everything that had happened over the past decade, talking until he reached his recent worries. I remembered that he had always been anxious, even with nothing in particular to be anxious about. He told me that his anxiety had gotten worse recently, and to start off he had been working hard. Jane was concerned that his health would suffer if he continued this way. He worked every night at his computer, even after midnight. He rarely got a good night's sleep. Man, he was always busy. Of course, his hard work had earned him recognitions in the academic world and a swift promotion at his university. But not only could he not stop working, he also was overcome with anxiety when he had no work to do. Night had fallen, and it was chilly outside. We went inside to avoid the mosquitoes and sat on the sofa. My friend put on some quiet music and poured himself a glass of wine. He told me that he'd had a tough childhood. In the eyes of the world, his father had achieved success, but he took out his work stress on his family. His father would transform into a different person and became violent when he had been drinking he even beat my friend. So my friend felt like he was walking on thin ice at home. When his father was in that state, his mother would leave the house to avoid him, and in her absence my friend had to look after his younger siblings. Pretending for their sake that it was all a game. 
That was when he became increasingly nervous, never knowing when his father might drink and explode. Reflecting on how it had been for my friend when he was young, I made a guess as to where his anxiety and workaholism came from. Wanting to help him, however, I could, uh, however I could, I spoke carefully. Because each person's situation is different, it's difficult to draw any firm conclusions. But one of the known causes of becoming a workaholic is growing up feeling unworthy of your parents, at, uh, worthy of your parents' attentions, unless you do something great, as opposed to feeling loved and cared for unconditionally. This also tends to be the case with children or successful parents who are too busy with their lives and show little interest in their children's lives. To win their parents' attention, such children feel under constant pressure to do things to please their parents. Otherwise, they feel unloved and their actions are devoid of meaning. In your case, it makes sense that you have developed this constant feeling of anxiety, giving your father's violence when drinking. It, was, it must have been very difficult for you with your mother not there to protect you. Never knowing when your father might explode, you probably thought that the only way to pre prevent it would be to do everything he wanted you to do, and to do it correctly. Now as an adult, your father is gone. However, it's the world's demands rather than your father's that are making you feel anxious. That if you don't do anything that's asked of you and do it correctly, your existence has no meaning or worth. My friend nodded, seeming to agree with what I'd said. But the truth is, you are already worthy of being loved. You don't need to be convinced of your self-worth by taking on society's demands and living up to its expectations. You already are a precious being and deserve to be loved and cared for. Look inside and see if you can find a child within you, still shaking with anxiety because of his father. Send the energy of loving-kindness to that inner child and look at him compassionately. How difficult it must have been, coping with your father's rage alone, trying to protect your siblings without even your mother to help you. At this point, both my friends and I were in tears. My friend closed his eyes for a while, then said calmly, You're right, there is still a little child inside me, trembling with anxiety, unable to be loved, and he is pleading with me not to ignore him anymore. All this time I made myself too busy worrying about the opinions of others while suppressing the inner word or the inner wound from the past. I need to believe that I am worthy of love for who I am. As I was leaving, as I was leaving his home a few days later, I left a brief note for my friend. When we were in graduate school, you were like a big brother to me. You helped me overcome several crises. You don't know how grateful I am even now when I think of your kind heart. And so for goodness sake, please remember, even if you never achieve anything big and significant to me, to me your existence alone is already enough. The sacred spirit dwelling inside me Salutes the sacred spirit dwelling inside you. Don't let your difficult past define who you are today. 
If you do, you will live your whole life as a victim of the past. There is life force within you, waiting to shoot out of the ground of the past. Please trust that force of renewal. Bow respectfully to your past and proclaim, From now on, I have decided to be a little happier. If someone is unable to think beyond himself, it could be because he didn't get enough love growing up. Because he felt that the world was cold and uncaring, he had to be self-centered to take care of himself. If there is a selfish person in your life who makes things difficult for you, look deeply into his pain and try to understand where he is coming from. If we examine what motivates us, we see that even as an adult, we want recognition from other people, and that so much of what we do comes from this desire to be recognized. Shower your child with attention and make her feel secure in your love. This way, she won't grow up starved for other people's acknowledgement. If one of your children is jealous of her brother or sister, take her on a trip, however brief, just the two of you. If a trip is impossible, spend a whole day only with her. Eat something delicious together. Play in the park and listen to her. If children do not receive enough attention, psychological problems often emerge. Parents can prevent this while their children are still young and impressionable. Even now and then, permit yourself a little luxury. Whenever it's buying beautiful flowers for the dining table, a slice of delicious cheesecake to have with a cafe americano, a pair of soft winter gloves, little luxuries can brighten your life. The nice cuddly set, tea, wine, clothes, pen, quilt that you have been saving for a special occasion, Use them whenever you get the chance. Special moments are not separated from our everyday lives. When you make use of something special, it makes the moment special. Do you sometimes feel that something small can bring you a lot of happiness? I feel that way when I see yellow or orange peppers. I often hesitate to buy them, since they are more expensive than green peppers. But I love their colors, and when I do decide to treat myself, they make me so happy. And did you know that bell peppers have three times as much C, vitamin C as oranges? <clears throat> if I like myself, it is easy for me to like people around me. But if I am unhappy with myself, it is easy to feel unhappy with those around me. May you become your own biggest fan. When I extend a small kindness to others, I find it easier to like myself. If you feel that your self-esteem is low, try doing something nice for a, uh, for a stranger. As you begin to like yourself, your self-esteem will improve. Even product even products labeled limited editions are made on a production line with hundreds that are exactly the same. But there is only one you in the world. Please cherish the unique individual that is you. 
The head says, do not hate that person too much. Forgive others for your own sake. Do not envy your friends' success. But there are times when the heart does not listen. At times like these, give prayer a try. Prayer connects the path between the head and the heart. Ask humble for help with what seems to be impossible at the moment. Sorry, ask humbly for help with what seems to be impossible at the moment. People sometimes express their longing through hate. If you hate someone, look closely within yourself. What could be the reason be? Are you still are you still attached to that person? There is no opportunity as good as this to be mindful of yourself. We send rockets all the way to the moon, but when it comes to our own mind, the closer things to us, we remain utterly unaware and ignorant. Though we should not ignore what other people say, the decision is ultimately our, ours to make. When you make a decision, listen to your heart more than the opinions of others. A decision is make a decision made because of the opinion of others is often we often come to regret. Sorry, a decision made because of the opinions of others is one we often come to regret. There is a saying in Korea, lengthy deliberations often leads to a terrible decision. If you think and worry too much before doing something, your boat goes to the mountain instead of the ocean. Now and then, it is necessary to trust your intuition and push ahead in the direction you feel is appropriate. When you have an important decision to make and are not sure what to do, stop for a while and listen to what your heart is saying. Take a walk in the park or a brief trip somewhere beautiful or meet a friend you can trust and discuss, and discuss what you have been thinking. Your heart is far wiser than your head. It already knows the answer. <coughs> when your head thinks yes is the answer, when your head thinks yes is the right answer, and yet something doesn't seem quite right, take a little more time and do not give the final answer just yet. There are times when intuition hits the mark and rational thought doesn't. If you allow yourself a little time to discover why you are hesitating, the reason will come soon the reason will soon become clear. Everybody needs time alone. When you, you spend the whole day at work being harassed by others and then return home to find your family won't leave you in peace, you can easily become annoyed and angry. At such times, do not blame yourself for getting annoyed. Instead, take some time for yourself by stopping by your favorite bookstore, coffee shop or temple. Go for a quiet walk alone and listen to your favorite songs. Being alone makes the world pause for a moment and helps to restore harmony. Just as a mother looks at her child with love, look at your own suffering with compassion. You will soon feel that you are not alone. 
There is a softer inner core of love and caring at the heart of every suffering. You are not thrown into this world alone. Chapter number two, family. So let's just start analyzing or brainstorming, as you might say. So it's uh, it's good to be aware of your surroundings. It's good to be a person who wants other people to feel safe and secure around you. It's good to have friends who trust you. But do not let yourself be fooled by yourself in thinking that always, always pleasing other people is going to be beneficial for you. You might have had a childhood, as the person uh, explained here in this book, who had a violent father. And in his adult life, he tried as good as he could to please other people because he wanted to please his father so that he did not get angry and violent. So you see that perhaps you are overworking yourself. Perhaps you are taking on too big of a task and not looking after for yourself. So it's very important that this inner child of yours and mine, that we listen to that person and we give that person our utmost attention. And when we do that, we start to feel more compassionate about ourselves. We start to listen to our own inner voice. And we actually start to care about ourselves firsthand. And we also start to think very carefully when other people around us ask us for a favor. As the person here clearly had an epiphany about in school was that if you are a person who always says yes to other people, then they see that as a weakness and they see it as you can just take any any tasks that we might not like, that we dislike, that we do not want, well, we can just hand it over to this person because he or she is always saying yes and is hardly ever saying no. And we perceive that person as a good person because he or she always uh, obey our every command. But on the contrary, a person who stands up for himself or herself, who says her true honest opinion about things, is a much stronger person and actually is much easier to love and care for. Because a person who bundles up inside, who hardly ever speaks his or her emotions, you really do not know where you have that person. You really do not think that that person is telling you the truth or showing you their true personality who they truly are deep inside. Perhaps they are scared, of course, 
a lot of people are. But then you have a difficulty expressing yourself because you feel that if you if you have not have a conversation with a with a person and you think that it's the real person that you are talking to and not just a persona or an ego or a facade well then you have also a difficulty opening up to that person and trusting that person because uh, trust is of great concern or should be a great concern for all of us because when you truly trust a person when you truly show love and compassion towards another human being and also they should come first hand to yourself of course when you show love and compassion and kindness towards yourself when you are a person who stand firm with your own opinions well then you can also express your true emotions when you stand firm and believe in yourself so believing in yourself it's much easier said than done of course but through meditation i believe that we can start working on our own working on ourselves working on our core inner beliefs and our core inner beliefs should always be everlasting love and kindness but mainly directed towards ourselves so directing everlasting love and kindness towards ourselves first means that we put not our self first so to speak but we cherish who we are and see us as a person who truly deserves love and kindness from ourselves and from others but we need to show this love and kindness towards ourselves before we can show it to others so working with ourselves meditating on these things from the past that we might have to work on and deal with and eventually also let go so that we forgive other people's wrongdoings in the past and when we let it go we truly forget about it and we look ahead and we look at the future at a more bright light in a more profound light and a light that makes us see things clearer so it's very important that we see ourselves as clearly as possible do you see yourself as clearly as possible i can also ask myself that question do i see myself in the clearest light possible am i willing to see my li- myself in this light truly see myself as who i truly are mistakes and all and be willing to change the things that i find that might be unpleasant to other human beings but also remembering to stand firm with my own beliefs so that i say no when i truly feel no in my heart so that i do not say yes in my head but my heart says no 
So we do not divide ourselves as human beings. Because I believe there's a lot of people out there who say something, but deep in their mind, they are thinking completely different. They are thinking complete opposite. And what do I mean by that is, for example, if you have a things to do uh, in the future, but it comes in the way of another thing you have to do in the future, and you basically avoid telling that other person that truth, that you avoid it because it's uncomfortable to say, yes, but I cannot do it that day because I have other arrangement. So then your mind is divided. Your heart and mind is divided. Your heart tells you to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, but your mind perceives of plans for you and it becomes lies and deceit. I'm not saying it in a it has to be a big way, but these small lies or these it could not only be small lies, but it could also be avoiding to telling the truth to a person because it feels uncomfortable. And avoiding this also means that you are bottling up inside. So telling the truth always, I believe, is the first step into getting in touch with everlasting love and kindness. I'm not saying that you can avoid things by saying something <coughs> that is incorrect, but what I'm saying is you have to have your mind in tune with your heart so that you feel true to yourself, that you feel that you are a person, a wholehearted person, and you express yourself in a true and caring and kind way. And being true to yourself should be the utmost important thing in your life. Because that means that once you are in tune with your deepest, deepest inner core, then you can express yourself truly as a human being. Without hesitation, without thinking, well, if I say this, then the person thinks this, and it, because then you hinder yourself into achieving the connection to everlasting love and kindness. Because everlasting love and kindness, which comes from our Creator, Jehovah God, and through His Son, Jesus Christ, is very important that we realize that the Creator of the universe wants us to feel true about ourselves, meditate on who we truly are deep inside, and get to the bottom of things, so to speak. And of course, I have explained it many times, and I will also explain it one more time. We, as human beings, uh, 
all seven billion of us, we all come from the same place. We all come from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, and so forth and so on. Well, that means that we come from something that could be placed in the head or top of a needle, but that could also be placed in the head or top of a needle that's our father and mother, but that could also be placed in the head or top of a needle that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. So that is pretty intelligent made. Therefore, there have to be an intelligent creator behind it all, behind the matrix, so to speak. Because we are all in this matrix. We are all experiencing life through the senses in this body of ours. So it's very important that we realize what we are focusing on. As I explained many times, we are all carrying around a garbage can. And I can only define my own garbage can. I define my own garbage can as violent video games, violent movies, movies who portray people's bad behaviors or something that you can let yourself be entertained by. The social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of the crap, and the mainstream media also, which constantly lies and deceives you and tells you what to fear and the solution to your fear. So this is part of the garbage can. And I, as good as I can, stay clear of my garbage can. I only focus on positive human beings, which comes with enlightenment, which comes with love and kindness and compassion towards other human beings. I do not know about you, but I only want friends who show these positive qualities. So anything from the garbage can that people have been affected by, and of course I can see this in society, a lot of people have, then I cannot be true friends with them because I cannot reach their inner core, their inner child, their inner everlasting loving kindness. We all have it. But you have to realize that you cannot keep focusing on the garbage can and expect a result that is a loving and caring and kind human being that loves oneself and others, that are truly in peace with yourself and with others. It does not work like that. As the Bible says, people have exchanged things that are evil with good and good with evil, meaning that people have started talking about evil things as good things, as things that they can allow themselves to entertain themselves with, and good things, good personality and good qualities, they have dismissed those and said that they are evil. So people who exchange these things that we can see as basic thinking human beings that this is wrong, we do not want to be close friends with them. Otherwise, we might also take on their thoughts, their thought pattern, and allow ourselves to be affected in a bad way. Because if I want to 
become a loving and caring and kind human being, then I have to get rid of all this garbage from the garbage can. And the only way to do this is to say no to it. Be very selective about what I put through my eyes and ears. And I also suggest you do the same. And I will guarantee you a positive result when you do so. It's not, it does not come easy, of course. It has to be a selective choice that you make. You have to say that this is going to be beneficial for you when you do it. Regardless of what everyone else thinks of you, regardless of what they think of you and talk uh, about you, sorry, that. Yeah, sorry about that. Regardless of what they think of you, when you start to make these positive changes in your personality, because maybe they are still affected, they let themselves be affected by the television set, by what they put through their eyes and ears. And if it is not good and profound, well then they are most certainly allowing themselves to call good evil and evil good. And of course, I am not taking this lightheartedly, because I know when we die, we get a resurrection, and we get to stand before the Almighty Jehovah God and bend our knees for the Creator. And then there are books that are going to be opened. And every person gets a judgment from what it says in the book, from what our deeds has been on earth. So if we have maintained a healthy relationship with others, if we have a healthy relationship with ourselves, if we try as good as we can to show love and compassion and kindness towards ourselves and towards others, if we truly have saying no to this from the garbage can, well then it's going to say this in the book. And I believe if it says this in the book when we die and get a resurrection, I believe that perhaps we get a favorable judgment. We get a judgment that says, well, he was a loving and caring and kind person. He tried as good as he could to show love and care and kindness towards every human being, regardless of their personalities. And it started with himself. He was willing to work on himself. He was willing to get rid of all the bad energies that come from the garbage can. Because what is the end result if we follow the garbage can? Well, we know that deep inside. We can see it in the history books. We can see when governments have been oppressing their population. We see it today in, I believe it's Belarus, in the country next to Poland. I cannot really remember what it's called, but there are some horrible things going on right there. But there's also horrible things going on in China or in North Korea. We know it all. We know what the end result is. 
when people start worshiping their government and doing anything that they tell them to do. So that's because people like to be guided. They like to have other people take the decision for them. Because what or why? Because people do not like to live their own lives in accordance to themselves. They are not in tune with themselves. They are not willing to put in the effort to say no to the garbage can. And then we have a result of human beings feeling miserable, feeling anxious, feeling that they are in a nightmare, so to speak, because they are. They have put themselves in their own nightmare. So getting out of their own nightmare means getting rid of the garbage can, being very selective of what you put through your eyes and ears, and most importantly, meditating, using an hour or so on meditation, because that's the only way that you can truly come in contact with yourself when you quiet anything around you. The social media, the, your phone, your screen time, anything that might distract you from concentrating on who you truly are deep inside is going to not be beneficial for you. So being aware of this is very important because then you can start your journey, start your meditation journey. And once you start your meditation journey, you find beautiful books like this one with uplifting thoughts and ideas that I believe can, when you think about them in a more deep and profound way, when you truly listen to what this person has to say, you find out that loving and caring and kindness towards yourself is of the utmost importance. Because once you truly show your true colors, you go deep inside yourself and you find who you truly are and express them, uh, your emotions in a way that is profound, that is deep, that other people find attractive and lovable, then you have found your way into the core of your true, your true human beings or your true human. Because you are a true human. You are a human who deserves love and kindness, not only for, from yourself, but also from others. But it starts with yourself. It starts with myself. I need to work on myself every day because I am always confronted with the garbage can. I cannot get rid of it. I can mow it out and call the garbage truck and he can collect it. But still, there are still some garbage left because I have spent an entire life collecting this garbage from the garbage can. So it's going to be take a lifetime to get rid of it also. But through meditation, 
I can be aware of where these negative influences can enter my life, can enter my mind. And then I can say stop to it. I can say no to it. I can, through my meditation, focus my mind in the more positive direction. So meditating on a place where you feel safe, a place where you feel calm, a place where you are surrounded with friends who truly love you and who truly wants the best for you. That's the way forward. So when you meditate, you first start with counting your breathing and when that inner voice appears, you you say, yes, I know you are there. This is basically the critical voice that is constantly nagging you and telling you bad things about yourself and others. But then you keep on focusing on counting your breathing. Once you have done this for a while, you tend to not only ignore, but put the volume bottom down of this negative inner thought pattern. And then you can start with a more positive outlook on life, with a more positive inner voice. So this inner voice is very important that we start working on it so that we get in touch with our true being deep inside, which is, of course, everlasting loving kindness. And through prayer to Jehovah God in the name of Jesus Christ, we can actually get in contact with the creator of the universe, who truly loves us and truly wants the best for us. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I know it was for me. I know that there was something that I have to listen back to because I did not get the complete context of the idea of this person's um, from this author. But I know if I listen back, I perhaps can get a more profound and more deep knowledge of where this person comes from so that I can allow myself to be affected by these beautiful thoughts and ideas and they can enter my core being. I can make it part of myself. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you are showing love and care and kindness towards yourself by being focused on who you truly are in your meditation. And through your meditation, you start to expand your love and kindness towards other human beings around you. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 30th of May, 2021. The time is 11.45 and it is Sunday. Bye.